Module 4, Lesson 7. Summary. It's time to summarise everything we've learned so far on this final module, Rebel Kids. And what it all comes back to is one very simple but very important question. How can we protect our children from diet culture? It starts by understanding how, in many ways, children are a blank slate. Their elephant, their subconscious, is like a brand new computer that can be programmed through our words and observable behaviours. How we speak to them programs their subconscious. How we behave around them programs their subconscious. And perhaps most importantly, the lifestyle we model to them programs their subconscious. So if we speak to them in the language of diet culture, their subconscious is programmed with the core beliefs of diet culture. Core beliefs such as, I am only worthy if I am slim, or I am a bad person if I eat bad foods, or the only way to be successful in life is losing weight. This programming then destroys their self-esteem every time they naturally gain weight, such as during puberty, leaving them 10 times more prone to the lure of diets and slimming clubs. However, if we speak to them in much more self-compassionate, realistic language, this programs them with much healthier core beliefs. Core beliefs such as, I am worthy regardless of my weight, shape or size, or I am a good person regardless of what I eat, or I can be successful in life at any weight, shape or size. So be mindful of how you speak to your children and speak in front of your children. If we behave around our children like dieters, constantly restricting what we're eating, constantly weighing ourselves and obsessing over the pounds, constantly shaming ourselves whenever we eat a bad food or gain weight. This then models diet culture to them, locking diet culture deep in their subconscious. However, if we behave around our children like healthy, diet culture-free rebels, focused on nourishment rather than restriction, focused on health, fitness and performance rather than weight, focused on treating ourselves with self-acceptance and self-compassion rather than shame. This then models a healthy lifestyle to them, locking much healthier ways of thinking and eating deep in their subconscious. So be mindful of how you behave in front of your children. And the best way you can ensure that happens is to live a healthy, diet culture-free lifestyle yourself. Ditch the diets. Nourish your body, move more and get fit, and where possible, get your children involved with that too. In addition to how we speak and behave in front of our children, it is vital to ensure they have high self-esteem. The higher their self-esteem, the less prone they are to the lure of diets and slimming clubs. The lower their self-esteem, the more prone they are to the lure of diets and slimming clubs. So see self-esteem like the shield that protects your children from the dieting, binging and chronic weight gain that brought you to RebelFit. You are here because your own low self-esteem led you down the dieting, binging, chronic weight gain path. 
So don't allow history to repeat itself. Protect your children by raising their self-esteem. Another great way to protect your children from diet culture is to teach them how to trust themselves, to trust their appetite and learn how to suppress it with a balance of foods. If you're constantly restricting your children or telling them off for their food choices, that erodes their trust in themselves and creates a core belief that how I eat needs to come from the outside, like a diet or slimming club. However, if you teach your children how to tune into their body and be mindful of their appetite, you create a core belief that how I eat needs to come from the inside, facilitating healthy, intuitive eating. Intuitive eaters don't need diets or slimming clubs. They just need to learn the best foods to nourish themselves, and the best foods will be different for each and every person. Finally, we need to support our children's growth, because that's what children do. Physically, the difference between a small child and a fully grown adult is growth. They need to grow. And that growth cannot happen without lots of calories, lots of eating, lots of nourishment, and most importantly, avoiding restriction. If you restrict the calories of a child, not only does that affect them physically by sowing the seeds of chronic weight gain and obesity, it also affects them mentally by affecting their brain's ability to function optimally, as well as affecting their relationship with food longer term. So feed them, nourish them, fuel them, and support them with what all children desperately need, calories to grow. My clients, who were well-fed, well-nourished, and never restricted as children, all grew up to be lean. My clients, who were restricted, malnourished, and always forced to diet as children, all grew up to be obese. That tells you something, that obesity is an adaptation to malnourishment. So if you want to prevent your children from developing obesity, you need to nourish, 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 and keep nourishing them. And now we come to the conclusion of Mission Freedom and the take-home from the whole mission. Freedom around food all comes from our subconscious. Eating well and having a healthy relationship with food doesn't come from consciously dieting and trying to restrict. It comes from core beliefs deep in our subconscious. Those core beliefs program every food choice, every time we eat or don't eat, every thought, feeling and emotion we have around food. It's all there, locked deep in your subconscious. Your subconscious can be a prison, keeping you locked in a cycle of dieting and binging. Or your subconscious can allow you to eat all foods freely and flexibly. You have the power to program your children's subconscious and reprogram your own subconscious. So do the deeper work and free yourself. Find the core beliefs that imprison you around food and delete them. That's it, team. The final lesson of Module 4 and the final lesson of the mission. It's been a long, 
slow, challenging mission, which they always are. They're called missions because they're hard. We would have called them easies or, or simples if they were easy, but they're not. They're hard. They're missions. So if you found it challenging to keep up, that's to be expected. But give yourself some time to really let everything we've taught you sink in. Okay. It may take a few months, maybe even a year, maybe even a couple of years for what you're learning to really sink in and make sense to you. Recovery from diet culture and reprogramming your subconscious isn't a quick fix. It's not something that happens in a matter of days or weeks. It's, a, it's something that happens over months, years, and even your lifetime. So all the seeds that we've been sowing on Mission Freedom may not start growing and may not start showing themselves until six months, a year down the line. So be patient with it, okay? If you've followed the lessons, if you've taken in little bits and bobs, it will all be going into your subconscious whether you realise it or not. And as those seeds grow, you'll start to notice changes in your relationship with food and your behaviour with around food and that is your subconscious changing, okay? You'll notice it, you'll see it, you'll eat something and you'll not feel the need to finish the pack or you'll eat something that once you used to beat yourself up about and then suddenly you feel okay with it or you'll gain a bit of weight, which is normal and natural because weight naturally fluctuates and you won't want to beat yourself up or jump on the next diet. You'll just accept it and be calm about it. And because you accept it and you're calm about it, you then prevent that dieting, restriction, binge eating cycle that actually produces much more weight gain longer term. But these changes are slow and they take time. And recovery from diet culture is going to take you one, maybe two years before you really start feeling the benefits. So give yourself that time and don't expect a quick fix.